Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here on this Thursday edition. We're just a couple of days away, Mo, from the big game. Big game capital number B, one. Capital B, capital G, right? The big number, game. Yeah. Number one of three. Looking forward to it because the Tennessee Titans are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals, and it's rumored that Roger Goodell will be in the building. Uh oh. Watch out. Tell you where he won't be, or at least maybe not. Let's hope he's not in the radio booth. I'd hate for uh for Coach Mack to get on him. Actually, I would love for Coach Mack to get on him. We should we should lobby for this. I know a guy who might could help us make that happen, Mo, and that is the voice of the Titans, Mike Keith, who is on the line with us now. Mike, welcome in. How's it going? How how What's are we? On? Yes, how are we? Well, you um, know, when you're the National uh, Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year for the state of Tennessee, you're doing pretty good, I guess. That, it's an honor to be on <laughs> with the National Sports Media Association Sports Writer of the Year in the state of Tennessee, Maurice Patton. Congratulations <laughs> again, Mo. <laughs> Mike, thank you. And I, I should have known. I, I didn't think Chris was going to set you up, but um, I, I, I should have known he would. Um, but enough about me. Uh, Titans number one seed for the first time in quite some time, and the last time didn't go so well, obviously. Um, what do you anticipate being different about this one? We're not playing Baltimore. <laughs> How's that? Okay, <laughs> that, that's a good place to start, so, huh? Not playing the last two right? times. The last two times. By the way, are you hearing me? Okay. There is something in there. There's a little bit of a crackle. Um, we're yeah, hoping I'm, our. I'm a hard time. Let me do this. Uh, let me call you right back. Okay. The, uh, I'll explain in a moment. All right. Back. All right. I. Okay, do we want to guess what the problem is? <laughs> Cuz this is it sounded it sounded like he was either uh zipping up his jacket cuz it's cold outside and he wanted his his mouth to be warm <laughs> or maybe he was fishing. <laughs> I don't think he was fishing. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think he was fishing. No. Uh, uh, we'll, hopefully we'll see here in a second, but uh <laughs> Yeah, I, I do is agree he, with him. I, I do think there's a huge difference in Baltimore and Cincinnati, although they're both from the AFC North. Yeah, it's about the only thing those two teams have in common, though, I think, isn't it? I mean, Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore was defensive laden, and this is this this Bengals team is all about offense. And luckily for the Titans, their defense, much better than last year's team that played that, that, that Bengals team. The Titans' defense is better, and the Cincinnati defense is – not as good as that Baltimore defense, like you said, and a bit beat up apparently. And and I think yeah, we apparently. have Mike back. So, Mike, do you want to tell us what happened just now, or you just want to jump into talking well, about so this we're, game? We're in our new we're in our new digs over here at St. Thomas Sports Park, and for some reason, I've just been having a hard time getting a signal. I haven't figured out. You know, the good room in the building to stand in yet, or, you know, you've got to sort of crook your mouth a certain way to make your connection proper or whatever it is. I haven't figured out the trick yet. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Um, 
we were talking but, uh, about this. But what man. I was going to say is, mm-hmm. yeah, we're saying, the biggest reason that I'm confident that things are different is because it's not Baltimore. It's Baltimore 2000. It's Baltimore 2008. Heck, it was Baltimore last year. So mm-hmm. how do I know it's different? I know Baltimore's not in the playoffs. So end of story. Question answered. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There you um, go. The, the last time Tennessee played Cincinnati, which is what everybody wants to point to, it didn't go particularly well. This this team no. is this team is apples and lug nuts to that team, though. It is. You know, we that was the um, example A of what was wrong with our defense last year. Couldn't get off the field on third down, no pressure, poor red zone defense, and you know, John Robinson did what you do when you're not good enough. It's like when you're not good enough, you go get better players. And that's what he did and has continued to do, you know, to get Danico Autry and uh, Nate Naquan Jones, who they signed as an undrafted, and Elijah Molden, who they drafted, and to pick up uh, Cunningham off of waivers from Houston and sign Bud Dupree and sign Jackrabbit Jenkins and let Kenny Vaccaro go so that Imani Hooker could start. You, you know, you've turned over a good bit of your personnel. And I thought th- this defense last year just wasn't very fast. They, they just did not close well. And it just didn't really have a, a lot of things going on. And, you know, those things happen. At, at some point, you got a, a guy like Vaccaro who's played well. And then all of a sudden, it's just not happening for him anymore. And you've, you've got to look in the mirror, and you've got to just say, we're not good enough. And that's what John Robinson did. Speaking with Mike Keith, the voice, the VOT, the voice of the Tennessee Titans here on Main Street Sports <laughs> today. And, Mike, um, I saw a tweet a couple of days ago, maybe yesterday, um, the Titans are the only defense in the NFL that has three players with eight plus sacks or eight sacks or more. Um, Landry yeah. Autry and Simmons. Um, as much as Cincinnati wants to throw the ball, uh, obviously that pass rush and being able to get that pass rush from your front four is, is going to be huge on Saturday, right? Sure. I mean, you you've got to get him with four mo. You've, and that's what the Titans have primarily done. You know, they've blitzed some, but because they've had to blitz less, they've gotten off the field on third down 15% better than they did a year ago. And, listen, I, I think Cincinnati's probably going to gain some yards. You know, that's what they do. The question is, can you keep them out of the end zone? And if you can keep them out of the end zone, you've got a really good shot to win this ball game. The way you make them punt and the way you make them kick field goals is put yourself in a position where you can beat somebody with a four-man rush and get a sack or make Burrow throw it before he wants to and it's an incomplete pass or it's a completion short of the line to gain and, you know, you tackle the guy. Um, those are things that you have to have, and it's, it's what we have an ability to do with Landry Autry uh, Big Jeff, Naquan has done a good job. And Dupree, as he's gotten healthy, has come on in the last month, too. Speaking of that that 
defensive front four. It, Tyre Tart has actually has been not necessarily ruled out for Saturday, which could be a huge addition to that line because when the edge rushers were having their best part of the season, Tyre Tart was kind of the catalyst for that, taking up two big guys in the in the middle. Yeah, he can do that. Um, the only question for Tart is, do you play him ahead of Jones right now? And do you play him ahead of Pecco right now? Uh, because those two guys have been playing very well down the stretch. And Tart has not been playing. So you can't keep everybody up. You know, Chris, this is something that the Titans haven't had to deal with for a while. <laughs> they have not right anybody – they have not ruled anybody out for this game, so they are going to have to put down someone who is healthy. Well, that's a <laughs> healthy no- scratches, novel huh? concept. I know, yeah. <laughs> well, and the scratches all year, you know, the, the difficulty for us with the scratches is you've, you've made players inactive who weren't necessarily hurt, but you've done it because you had players at other positions who were hurt and you needed depth at that spot. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the case this week. You know, they're they're actually going to get to make decisions based on what they want to do instead of what they have to do. It's a it's a nice feeling. And and part of I guess it was maybe it was last week when Jayon Brown ended up actually being a healthy scratch at the inside linebacker position. Uh, that's a position that has, like you said, picking up. Zach Cunningham off waivers that has suddenly become a strength of this team when, you know, eight weeks ago it was probably the biggest liability. Well, because of injury. You know, we right. we were in a situation that, that Evans and Brown were the starters at the first year and you felt really good about that. And then one got hurt and then the other one got hurt. And, you know, then David Long got hurt. And you bring in Zach Cunningham and now all of a sudden Long's back and, you know, Cunningham and Long started the last game. So linebacker is probably a position where you're going to have to make a decision on something. And the decision's going to be, you know, I mean, you, you wouldn't think it's Nick DeZubnar because he's your best special teams player and Dylan Cole's another really good special teams player. So do you put down one of the special teams guys or do you put down the, the linebacker who at least for this week's game plan is the odd man out? I, I you know, again, these are the good kind of difficult decisions. <laughs> Got another good kind of difficult decision coming up on the other side of the ball. Um I there's no chance Derrick Henry doesn't play Saturday, right? Well, there's a chance. Uh, I don't. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's tracking that way. They haven't activated him yet, and uh, for him to be able to play, they they obviously have to activate. Him. So, <laughs> so that's got to go on. From a from a te- you have to you have to be on somebody's roster to play. Um, so, you know, there goes my shot, Mo. By- <laughs> Darn. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be by three o'clock tomorrow. So. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's no shot that that you know that he does not play, um, but I, I mean it certainly feels like he's tracking in that direction. He practiced again today, and that that's a pretty good hint. Part of my 
sort of hesitation in saying anything bold is with these kind of injuries, you're like, okay, he practiced Tuesday, can he practice Wednesday? He practiced Wednesday, can he practice Thursday? He's gone all the way through. So Mm -hmm. now that he's gone all the way through, you feel a lot more certain than what you did. Where I was going with that is in the event – in the event that Derrick Henry is up, and I guess that's how we have to approach it since he's not been activated yet, who in the backfield is down? I don't. I think they'll all play. I, I really do. I think they'll all have roles. Um, you know, Hilliard's been returning kicks, which certainly adds to his role, and Hilliard's mm-hmm. also been playing third down. Uh McNichols is back on the practice squad after being waived. And I think the, the feels like there is that he probably stays on practice squad for this game. Uh, and then you've got Blasting Game, who also has the ability to play third down, and he plays special teams as well. So I, I would think, you know, with the Henry thing, everybody's like, well, he's going to play and he's going to get 30 carries and – I mean, it doesn't feel like that. I mean, maybe he does. I don't know. He is Superman, so it may happen. But you you would feel like the other two guys would have some things that they could do that could really help you and could make sure that he doesn't have to carry the full load. I think we have found at least someone in Deontay Foreman who can – lighten that load a little bit and i think that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic for Derek, and i think that's fantastic for our offense because when 22 is in the game defenses completely change so mm-hmm. i'm i'm excited to watch this one unfold if if Derek henry is in fact <laughs> announced on saturday from the uh the vocal cords of matt rogers that would be phenomenal. I would love to hear the roar of the crowd at Nissan Stadium. That is a 3.30 central kick. You can see it on CBS and Paramount Plus, or you can listen to Mike Keith on the Titans Radio Network. Or you can do as JP does and sync up That's the true. radio and the TV. It's, it, it's, it's tough, but it can be done. It's tough, but it can be done. Well, thank you for doing All that. I, yes. It, it's a lot easier to listen to you, Mike, than than about eighty five percent of CBS's crews. So we'll just leave it at that. Nice to say that. But we also love to listen to Coach Mac too, because well, let's face it, that guy is as colorful as a color commentator can be. <laughs> I would say that's a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> oh, Mike, thank you for taking some time with us. We look forward to Saturday and of course. Uh, we, we will be there pulling pulling for our fellas to get through. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Mo, let's uh let's listen to what Will Wade had to say about his technical foul last night on the other side of the break. It's I don't know if you've seen it, but it, it, it oh, you're going to love this. Can't wait to get that reaction. A couple more USFL coaches have been named, but uh, yeah, so we'll be back on the other side. Main Street Sports Today returns after this.